Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. And welcome to Good News with Wanda Black. I am your host. You know, we talk with folks from all walks of life about what's happening great in their lives because ultimately, if your brothers and sisters are doing great, so are you. So, welcome. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my next guest. Joining us is Mary Hill Hart. She is a licensed therapist and CEO of Heart Recovery. How are you doing, Mary? I am doing well. How about you? Good. It's so good to see you again. Likewise. Likewise. So today I want to talk about the most prevalent thing that is happening in society for us right now. Gosh, we've got mass shootings and so much going on. I want to talk about mental illness and, and the violence that's happening with us really about how we are cannot make ourselves so afraid, you know, that we're just scared of everything right now. Mm. So let's talk about mental illness. Um, a lot of people think that you'll see somebody, you know, that mental illness is an outward thing, that you see them, you know, on the sides of the streets and they're somewhere talking loud and, you know, just doing all kinds of stuff. It's so much more than that. Yes. It is. And thank you for bringing that up. And I'm glad that we're talking about this because it's so serious because there's so many people that are struggling with mental illness that are that's silent uh, daily on my caseload. Um, if I just ask one or two questions that will determine that will help me determine if there is a tra traumatic background because of domestic violence. Mm. A lot of times the, the adults that I have you know, I have to unfortunately dig to say, what was your, your household like growing up? Was it a chaotic household? Because if you see your parents going through that, you do not realize how the behaviors manifest and grows within, you know, within you and you start doing certain things as an adult, you have no idea why you have to do that. Exactly. And, and it's, and it's, it's terrifying simply because if you, even if your parents were, um, going at blows, you know how I am with my therapy. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no way to be to sugarcoat it. If they're going at bl going to blows, whether there's an alcoholic parent or whether there's someone that's addicted to substances or just somebody who's just straight out mean, um, you as a child, you're gonna find ways to comfort yourself, mm -hmm. and that may be eating. That may be sleeping, that may be um, self-injurious behaviors, cutting on yourselves or, or pulling your hair out, or you can develop OCD. And, and I say that respectfully because the only thing you can control for some kids is straightening up their room or, right. or you know, having a schedule or, or just doing their homework extra hard because thinking that if I work extra hard, then I'll be recognized and maybe that will make that environment better. Well, that was me. That was me as a kid. I grew up in a violent household and um, straight A's was my thing. I was smart. It didn't help anything in retrospect, 
But I tell you that you really do think that as a kid, yeah. and maybe if I if I fly under the radar, if I'm great, if I do everything right, right. Um, this will not be happening. Right. Okay. And that's true. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I came from a household where I heard my parents argue. I didn't see any physical violence because that all stopped before I was old enough. My sister, uh, my late sister, she, Sheila, she had, she witnessed that growing up because she was two or three, three or four before I came along. Well, my parents got a divorce. And what my behaviors that I realized later on was it was a control thing. I had to make sure everything was meticulous. I had to, because, and again, I had to do my homework and I had to make sure that I did everything right. And so that is what, you know, I wanted to follow the rules per se, because I didn't like that chaos. And, you know, I didn't like the decision because there was a disruption to my family and I did everything I could to try to control that. And just like you with grades, you know. And you know, and then we grow up almost perfectionist. Some people grow up totally perfectionist. Absolutely, absolutely. And and man, does that, it does something to you to try to be perfect all the time because you're not going to be perfect. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's devastating to a person when they sit before me and they can't understand why they can never come down off of this anxiety or why they're always jittery. And I have to let them know that um, I think it's Taraji P. Hinton. She said it perfectly. Uh, perfection is the perfect lie. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm and I'm so glad that she said that from her standpoint with her fame and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we have therapists have been saying that for the longest and just to allow our clients to know that it's really okay to be imperfect and there's no judgment period because really who is the the, the owner of the rule book right who who is that person or what is that phenomenon where let me find that person or that right (laughs) i have a a whole bunch of conversations for, for that phantom so the reality is um, it's devastating and it, and it trickles down to relationships. It's how you treat one another. It's, it's just how you're, you're, even how you affect, you know, the impact on your body. That's right. That's right. So many different things. And, and, um, so then we carry that of course, as children into yeah. young adulthood and then and you carry it into your adult life. Like you say, wondering why am I doing this thing? That's not good for me. Um, but here's the thing. At some point, you have to say to yourself, this is not healthy. Right. I don't know when you, how do you get there, but this is not healthy and, and you need help. That's what I had to do. Right. So I, I began with therapy. For me, it was life changing. It right. really was. Yeah. Right. And, and you're right. Something a lot of times when a person comes to therapy, they come because of a, an activating event that's devastating. Mm-hmm. And realistically, therapy is supposed to be maintenance. That's mm-hmm. how therapy, from what I was taught and, and, you know, academically, it's supposed to be check-ins. You know, what is working? Because I have clients that I see on a monthly basis and I just want to know what's working. Whatever's working, let's leave it alone and let's let's tighten up those things that we need to continue to, to mm-hmm. um, you know, get better. But the reality is, Going to therapy is probably one of the best things that anybody can do because it gives you a safe space 
to be able to dump out everything right. and to release it and let it go. No and judgment zone. Absolutely not. Because, and, and as a therapist, you've heard me say before, therapists need therapy, need, need a therapist. And if you have a therapist that does not believe in therapy for themselves, hmm, <laughs> I do a little bit more homework. Because I too, outside of my role, I have a family, I have other issues. I, you know, a lot of things going on. I need to dump this out on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and th that's for those of us who can manage ourselves or have people that can help us through. However, right. there are a lot of people out there who are over the age of consent. You know, adults have nothing to do with it. Correct. They don't believe in therapy. They don't think they have a problem. I'm certainly not taking no medication. I mean, yeah. it, it just goes on and on. And so I'm not saying that's what we're seeing, but that is what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of mental illness out here that has not been treated. Correct. And that's where you're going to get the 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 baby boomers, because my parents are in the baby boomer uh, age range, which is, of course, 70 and up, um, you know, give and take. Yeah, that that's something that their generation does not believe in. Yeah. And some of them, some of them do. And I, I thank God for it. But the only thing that we can do is, you know, in the church community, what do they say to Wanda? Just pray about it, Yeah. which is fine. However, in, in addition to, right, no, no. here we go. Yes, absolutely. So talk therapy, the, the, we see our mother and father's generation drinking. They don't think they have a problem because they can control it right. or they're responsible for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, there's some old heads that smoke weed, um, you know, mm -hmm. and again, no judgment to those. Some of my family. <laughs> You know, that feel that that's the way that they can, you know, work on their issues. But at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of them are crying in silence. Yeah. They have health issues that they don't realize have manifested because of overstress or mm -hmm. or eating habits or drinking and drugging or whatever it is. And now that they're. Yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. I let everybody know whatever you're doing today is going to impact you in 25 years. Thank you. Good, yeah. bad, or different. Yeah. I don't care what it is. The only thing that we can do is be a model for our family members, number one, mm -hmm. to have a candid conversation with them to let them know about their latter days. Because one of my models or my main model for, for my practice is, I truly believe that your latter days will be better than your former days. My thing is, how are you gonna ride this out? Yeah. Are you gonna continue to deal with the drama, deal with the, the PTSD symptoms, deal with the, um, you know, self-medicating, which is, hmm. you know, alcohol or drugs? Are you going to deal with just the bad relationships and just being hostile versus just saying, hey, I'm tired. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And the only thing you can let them know is, hey, here's the resources. Utilize it. I'm here to walk with you to, to you know, again, no judgment, whatever your issues or whatever your past is. If you don't want to work with someone, then obtain forgiveness 
write it down, tell them to journal and, and ask for forgiveness for whoever those persons were that impacted them in a negative light. I don't care if it was the bus driver that wouldn't let them off the bus. I don't care if it was that first husband that, you know, whooped you or that first wife that whooped you in some way, whether it's ver verbally, physically, emotionally, financially. Bottom line is, if nothing else, get some forgiveness. So, so Mary, let, let's talk about the, the violence that we're seeing in our country. They're mostly young people. Yeah. So as a parent, what are we looking for? Some parents say, I didn't know. Now, some parents knew. Come on now. They know who their children are. Absolutely. They know they had weapons. They, they've seen the behavior. You know, they killed a cat or whatever, did some correct, stuff. Correct. And, and some, some, you know, some violent tendencies. And right. just punching holes in the wall. Right. They poo-pooed it. Yeah. And so as a parent, realistically, what are we looking for? Definitely start checking with sleeping patterns, eating patterns. First of all, what's in the household? What has changed? What about the clothes? What about the appearance? Yeah. Not only that, um, yeah, you need to start spot checking the phone um, because that phone, our phones or computers or laptops or tablets, any electronic things that can connect us to other people that we do not know, right. start spot checking, number one, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, number three. But the reality is have a conversation and ask what's going on Yeah, and be willing to hear the truth, even if you don't want to. And even if you don't know what to say after that, listen, sometimes silence is the best thing that you can do to allow someone else to just be free and comfortable enough just to say what's on their mind without that judgment. Now, the parents that are not ready to hear the truth, what I always say is, then don't complain and don't come up with this. Well, I didn't know and it's because of this. That's where you need to start doing a self check. Mm -hmm. Really what's going, what are you doing? I mean, I just had a client call me, text me yesterday because she had a six pack of margarita uh, drinks that her husband had brought her, you know, her husband had brought. She drank one. She started the other one, but threw it down the drain because she said that she she's not really a drinker. Well, guess what? Two of them were missing. So now it's, you know, so she's like, what am I supposed to do? My 14 year old, I found a bottle in her room. So the point is, I went in on what's your patterns at home? Are you drinking on a regular basis? First of all, because we got to start with us as an adult. What are we showing them or what are we seeing that we're mm -hmm. easily able to miss? Well, mm -hmm. she's not a drinker on a regular basis. She only does it on a celebratory things. So she was able to recognize that. Now, the ones who turn it up every weekend, um, with the weed and the, and the partying and all of that. So they're going to slip through the cracks until their daughter or their son show up with either a baby yeah. or a drug habit or something obviously missing in the household. Right. 
um, or not even want to who want to distance themselves. So we need to start paying attention to what are you noticing that is different. That just just an observation. Start with seven days observations. How are how what is the patterns of my daughters or my sons? What are they doing that may be a little different that I may not have lo- noticed before? Is the dressing changing? Mm. The hair changing? Um, are they sagging a little, you know, more? Do they want more tennis shoes or are they looking for a certain brands? So start looking, you know, doing it, start looking and paying attention. Just observe for, for about seven days and then, you know, look at the friends, listen to the conversations. Yeah. Don't be scared. Here's the thing. Some parents are really afraid to talk to their children or to ask them questions or you know what you're watching on tv let me see let give me your phone um what did you just say what did i hear you say in the next room i was not dropping however you know or or who are these children who i mean you cannot be afraid because like you said not even 20 years these kids are in their 20s so we're talking 10 years, parents, I know you've seen it. You, they, All this stuff did not happen in silence. No. It, it didn't happen in the dark. There were changes in your kids. Yeah. And so on the backside of that, I think that as a society, we're afraid. We you are. Know, like my mom, if, if, if um, she's behind somebody and the light has changed, mm-hmm. she won't even blow her horn. They don't, you know, they on their phone, but I'm just like, Mama, oh, don't blow your horn. They might shoot you. You know, right? We, as a society, have become afraid to just do normal things. I'm not talking about getting out the car, the road rage. That's a whole other story, right? Or just just normal, regular things. People don't want to be out in crowds now because it's happening, right? You don't want to do outside events. You don't want to do inside events. You don't want to do anything because you're afraid. That's that's a terrible way to live. And and that's prison. The reality is we all have our time. Yeah. When it's our time to go, it's our time to go. Get your houses in order. And then in the meantime, enjoy your life. Live. And right. and you have to because if there's so many people that are dying every day. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that's going on with uh, sex trafficking and people disappearing. If you know that you have done what you needed to do, meaning make sure that you know taking general precautionary things women don't walk in a in a parking deck by themselves obvious things but as your mother going to the light and don't want to honk you know i mean and and i get it because my generation with my age the gangs were back in the day when i was growing up that you couldn't flash your lights Mm -hmm. because that was some type of a sign um or even if you did honk that's another sign of you know you you trying to challenge me but the reality is show kindness show love trust the process but not only that get yourself out of that bondage Mm -hmm. and know that you're gonna be okay and just just be who you are, but don't don't sit there and live in fear. Because if that's the case, you're going to be stuck in bondage, and the, your latter days are going to be yeah, so yeah. miserable. Yeah, yeah, so miserable. And not only that, internally, mm-hmm. you're 
tearing up your stomach, you're tearing up your, your heart rate, your, your blood pressure, your eating. I mean, it changes everything. It does. Fear. Fear. Fear and false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I tell a lot of my clients with anxiety, here's the reality. Am I truly in danger? Do a self-check. Be in the present. Where am I at right now? Because it doesn't really matter if someone wants to act a fool to Wanda, you know. <laughs> Somebody's always watching, right? Yes, yes. Always some, there's a camera somewhere. Somebody's recording something. If not, I promise you, somebody will record something. Right, right. So just be you and trust that not everybody. I mean, here's two people right here. We're not that one. Right. That will get offended if you honk behind us. Right. So, so your mom and anybody out there listening need to know not everybody in society is is that way. The reality is we've glamorized it mm. with uh, social media uh, as well as news because and it's a good thing, but it's also a negative thing. It's a good thing that we it's bring awareness. So everybody is on the same accord that these are things that you need to be um, careful about. Mm -hmm. However, it's traumatic. It causes stress and anxiety. I hear people say all the time, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. I can't mm -hmm. watch the news. It's okay to watch it, but don't get fixated on it. Yes. Please don't get fixated. Just keep yourself abreast of what's going on and keep it moving. That 24-hour cycle will stress you out. Hearing the same madness over and over and over for 24 hours? Right. No, not good, not good. Mary, our, our time is up, but please tell folks um, how they can reach out to you, how they can learn more about you. You can reach me at my office for Heart Recovery Center, LLC at 478-227-8502. Visit my website at heartrecoverycenter.clientsecure.me. Again, that's heartrecoverycenter.clientsecure.me or call my office and we'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. All right. And heart is H-A-R-T. Thank you for taking out time to talk with us about, you know, what's, what we're dealing with in society right now. I'm sure we'll be talking in the next few months about something else. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much to one always. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. My pleasure. Uh, great interview. To be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. Watch the show via PGN TV on all digital streaming apps. You can visit us at pgntv.org. We will see you next time with some good news. God bless you.